praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Kane's Christian Discussions slash Kane and uh, Doug and Kane in the morning. I am. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I am so excited to be able to be with you on this wonderful day. We are always happy to have you along with us. We want you to know that. For all of you regular listeners, it is good to have you back. Welcome back to our show. Thank you for listening again. And for all of you brand new listeners who have decided to check out this show for the very first time, but have never... Please tune in and listen, and thank you for checking out the show. You got that right. You got that right. And now, as you know, every month, Doug Perez and I have decided... Well, I gotta start out fresh. Every month, before, before, we used to start podcasting every month since January for all of you new listeners. And now, every week, me and Doug are doing these podcasts. And so this week, Doug and I have decided to do a class portion. We're going to do a little bit of a review. We're going to be give, basically going to be giving you advice of the do's and don'ts of being a police officer. And so today, it is my honor, privilege, and blessing to welcome my to our listening audience once again, Doug Prez. And Doug, I'd like to welcome you back to the show. I hope you had a good Fourth of July as well, man. I really, really do. I really. Heck yeah. Okay, so with that, with everything said, oh, well, with everything said and done, I'm going to give the microphone over to my good friend, buddy, and co-host, because that's what we are, aren't we, Doug? We're two good friends who do this podcast together. All right. So. So, uh, without further ado, I'm going to hand the microphone over to Doug Prez. Doug, the stage is yours, my friend. Take it away. All right, good morning, boys and girls. And usually we do this on Thursday, but due to the fact of the fourth, we decided to do it today on a Friday. So, good Friday morning. Hope everybody had a good fourth of July. I know I did. I kind of slept most of the time. Actually, I slept through all of it. But anyway, nothing less. All right, so today what I decided to do, we're going to do a bit of a review. And a lot of the stuff that I have discussed before, I'm going to do that. It's going to be kind of some advice of what to do and what not to do to the police officer. And a little bit on how I probably would do things as well. And, of course, the right thing. Everybody has some things that they can do different ways, but, of course, there's some things you cannot do. All right, I'm going to first start out here with handcuffing. When you handcuff a, a suspect, first when you do that, it's proper that you do it behind their back. That's usually departmental policy. But sometimes they do it in front. But they do it in front because they sometimes when they put the belly chains on, they do it in front along with the shackles. So when you put the handcuffs on, what you want to do is you always want to double lock. There's a there's a notch in the handcuff key itself on top. You put that in the you put that in the lock itself, and then you turn the lock, and that double locks. But you want to do that so that way it doesn't tighten up, because if it tightens up, it could create a problem, and also it could create a lawsuit against the department that you're working for, and you don't want that. So you want to make sure that you do that properly. Also, when you go to a uh, when you go to a call, don't don't get out of the car and act like you know that you're all high and mighty, all it. You don't want to do that. Uh, that's one thing you don't want to do. Don't get out and because and act like you have an attitude. 
Because you know what? If you have an attitude, the, sus the subject you're talking to might give you an attitude back. So my philosophy is you treat everybody the way you want to be treated. But then, however, if they do get an attitude with you and you have to step it up, then, yeah, that's another story. But don't go up there and just get an attitude with them. Like, for example, you go to a, you go to a call. The proper way to do this is, is hi, in my case, hello, Officer Perez with, uh, say, the uh, whatever police department it would be in. So we'll just call blank police department for now because it's just for the viewers. I don't want to incriminate myself by giving the name of the department. So whatever department you work for, you say your name, and then you give them the opportunity to give their side of the story. Now, the proper thing to do also is to separate them, separate both parties. And maybe it helps to have two officers. One officer can talk to one person while you talk to another. And that way, cause, because if they're together, you see, they have a tendency to overlap and try to tell you their side of the story at the same time, or or they'll, one of them will try to tell one story and the other one will try to cut the other one off, and you don't want that. So you want to do that. Appearance-wise, you want to make sure that you're shaved well, and you want to make sure that you follow department policies. So that's one of the uh, that's one of the big things too. Now, now uh, let's not uh, pass. Don't be judgmental against the person that's there. Don't be try to be fair as fair as possible. If there's another officer there, don't put them in handcuffs right away because that's going to be an unfair to them if you do that. Now, if you if you have to do that and they're being uncooperative or whatever, that's another story. But don't do that. Now, if you're the only officer there and you, there's no one else to watch them, then, yeah, it might, be, it might be okay to do, but don't do that. It doesn't make you look good. It doesn't make the department look good. You want to make the department look better, too, and you want to make yourself look like a good role model. But just because you're a police officer does not mean that everyone has to like you. And what I mean by that is not everyone has to like you as a person. Some You're going to have those people who don't like you, who don't want to see you. Don't let those feelings get in the way of doing your job. Because if you do that, if you can let your feelings get in the way of yourself, then you need to find another job because you're going to have people that call you names. You're going to have people who look down on law enforcement. You're going to have that. And that's just one thing that you just, you got to try to overlook as an officer. And if you can't overlook that, you don't deserve, you don't need the job. This job isn't for everybody. You got that right. And let's talk about uh, let's talk about writing up reports now. If you're writing up a report on, say, a call that you've been up to, whether it's a long report or a short report, make sure you're detailed in your report. Don't just write, Joe Schmo said, you know, or Joe Schmo did this, or, or uh, Jane Doe did this. 
don't do that. Make sure that you write down both sides of the story. What happened and how it happened, what happened when you got there, uh, why the arrest was made. If there was an arrest made, if there wasn't an arrest made, say it's a dispute, okay, civil dispute happened at X address. So whatever address you might be at, that's what you might want to do. I'm sorry for using that terminology, but I don't want to rattle off numbers because that could be someone else's address, and I don't want to do that. So that's why I'm using X address. So whatever address that you're at, you want to include that. Uh, even if it's a custody dispute, you want to include the time, the date, of course, the day, uh, what happened, uh, what the end result was, document that you were there, because if you don't document things right, it's not going to look right court. The judge is going to say, well, not everything's included here, you know, like a, like some, like a suspect resists arrest or something. You want to make sure that you include that. How did they resist? What happened? Uh, witness, you want to include everything the witness is saying to you. You want to include that, the witness name, uh, social security number, you have to put all that down. Everything you have to put down, missing child report, same thing. So when you write reports, you want to make sure that you are very meticulous. You are very thorough in what you do. And if you have, you know what, if you have to sit down and do a report for like, for like two and a half hours, then so be it. That's what you have to do. So be it. Because you know what, that's part of the job. And now if you get another call during that job, during that report, then you go to the call. But don't go out on, don't think you're going to go out on patrol when you got to be doing a report. Get that report done. Get it done while it's fresh in your mind. It's damn. Now, if you're busy with calls, that's another, that's, that's another story. You don't want to do that. Now, when you do, now, I'm gonna, I know I cover traffic stops and felony stops, but I'm going to talk a little bit about that again, too. Uh, when you conduct a traffic stop, you get out, you walk up to the car. Uh, make sure that your portable radio is on. Make sure that that's turned on before you get out of the car in case you would need to call for help. Uh, make sure your body camera is act activated before you get out or your dash cam in the car. Um, body cam is what a lot of police officers wear. They wear it on their shirt. And you can't really see it. Oh, have you ever seen a body cam before? Have you seen them? I haven't seen them before. No, they're not that big, so they're kind of they're kind of invisible. But yeah, some of them wear like a garment on their wrist, or some of them have it. But there's also times if the body camera's in use. Now the disadvantage of a body camera is at times it goes dead. Oh boy, what do you do when it goes dead? Dance or nothing, you put it on the charger, and you rely on your in-car camera to capture the video. But the body cam is just another thing that shows that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. It has video and audio on it as well. Just like 
a dash cam does. In car dash cam has audio and video. If you want to hear the audio, you just turn the volume on. You just want to see the video, you don't. But there's times that it goes hand in hand. And then the other thing is that you, so when you do the traffic stop, we'll make sure all that's working. You want to identify yourself properly. Don't get nasty with them. Like, for example, you don't say, Did you read? His stopped stop sign, Did you read? You don't say that. You say, Middle while you're being, hello, Officer Perez, I would say. Um, whatever ex police department, whatever police department I'm at, do you know why you're being stopped today? You say, no, okay, you didn't stop at the stop sign back there. Is there a reason why you didn't stop at the stop sign? Okay, well, okay, I'll be right back with you. You go back, you run them through dispatch, you can do that on the radio, or... We also have very good in-car laptops. We can do it both ways if we want to. Read it that way, too. And it's right there on your screen. Boom. It's right there. Any priors, uh, even warrants. Everything about that person, how small they are, how much they weigh, if they've had prior, anything that they've had, uh, their date of birth, Say they're lying to you about their date of birth. Boom. It's there. Their picture is there. Everything is there. You look, there it is. As soon as you run it, boom. Pop up. Valid driver's license. Suspended. Anything. And after you do that, you go back to everything's okay here. Your license back. And then there's your justification. Do I want to give them a warning or do I want to give them a ticket? That's up to me. That's up to you. Uh, that's up to you what you want to do. Nobody tells you what to do. That's up to you. If you want to give them a warning, okay, just don't let this happen again. I'm going to give you a warning. It's not on their license. Now, if they give a ticket, it's on their license. But that's some of the things that you can decide. See, same thing with speed. You can decide. Do I want to give them a warning? Do I want to give them a ticket? Now, if they're driving under suspension, that's a mandatory ticket. That's, that's no choice. That's no choice but to give you a ticket. And the other thing is, but there's one thing you get to decide. One thing that you get to decide. Do I want to tow the car? Or do I want to send a registered on our uh, valid driver picks up? Have that person been fair to me? Has he, been, has he or she been fair enough to you? What do you want to do? Now, Let's say there's the only, let's say the husband or the wife, either one gets ticketed for driving under suspension. They have an own, they have one car. They have kids. They have to get to work. Do I really want to tow that vehicle? That's another thing you get to decide. 
that's when that's when you get to say, do I want to do that? Do I not? You know, how would I serve them right? And that's the thing that you would think. Of. Say they're in a stolen car. What do you do? You pull them out of gunpoint. Why? They could be dangerous. They stole a car. You don't know what they have. Or you pull them out on a felony stop. And the thing to do then is have more than one unit with you before you pull them over. Impossible. To avoid a pursuit. So if a pursuit does happen, then you have another unit there. The other thing to do is while you're holding one at gunpoint, and while you handcuff one person, make sure that you have the other person there to cover you. Meaning, make sure that you have another person to clear the vehicle. Make sure there's no one else in there. If there is, then the other person will call them out of the car using the public address system or PA system to do that. So that's the proper way to do on a felony stop. So we got that uh, writing reports. We have that. Now, you go to um, uh, you go to a uh, shoplifting call. You don't take the suspect in custody right there in the store. Typically, take him outside to talk to him out there before you do that, because you don't want to embarrass them. Or, or you don't want, uh, you know, you, just, you don't want, you want the other people to be able to do their shopping in peace. Now, if they're not cooperating, then you might have to take them down and do it there, but typically you don't. So that's some of the do's and don'ts. I've never had any of these situations as of yet. Missing children. As a missing child, if a missing child happens, you want to make sure that you got enough people around there to help you. You ask the parents, or the parents, their babysitter, whatever it might be. Do you, uh, you know, do you get their name? You get their social security number in case you have to file a report on it. I didn't want to put that in there. Of course, what, of course, what the child looks like, how old, and the age. They might get a canine out there and look too. Helicopter. There's a lot of things that can happen. And the other thing is, in my personal opinion, I know you agree with me, and I know the viewers all agree with me. Sometimes it's the parents' fault because they don't watch their kids. Amen to that. Amen to that. Yeah, and like, like the, I've been at the fair. How many missing kids do you think I've heard? I've heard quite a few. And it's like, like what? And then nine times out of ten, parents go, well, oh, they're over by the ride. They've been located. Okay. And that's and that's your responsibility to do that. It's very true. 
vandalizing vehicle accidents. Now, if you're a deputy sheriff, there's only certain ones to take measurements of how far the vehicle is, how fast, how far, things like that. And primarily, it's up to the state patrol to do that because that's their responsibility to do all that. That's their, that's their job. And they do that. We do it very well. So, some of that analyzing vehicle accident stuff, you don't really have to know how to do it, but it helps to. But it takes, uh, usually the state patrol to do it. Or there's another deputy that might know how to do it. They're, uh, they're called uh, Accident Reconstruction Agents. What they do, they reconstruct uh, wrecks, figure out how it really happened. So that helps also. That's basic advice that I can give is not to uh, is what is what to do and what not to do. Now, field sobriety checks, field sobriety tests, those are not admissible. In court, yeah, you know, but you know what's really admissible? The breathalyzer or a blood test. You can do either one. But guess what? If they refuse to blow the breathalyzer, in the state of Ohio, their license is suspended for a full year. Automatic. Yep, automatically. That automatically, that's what they are. Now, when you run your radar, a lot of people get excited when they do that. But there's also been times they pulled over the wrong car. And really, it's happened. It's happened different times, different departments. I had to point fingers. But you got to know how to run your radar system. you got to make sure that you're getting the right car. But if you're not, you might have a problem. You don't want that. You might get pulled in over. And your boss might ask you, why did you pull that car over and that car run below the speed? If you say, well, chief or sergeant, whatever it might be, well, I thought it was that you thought you're supposed to know. You have to know that. If you don't know that, you you need more training. Now I'm gonna fire you. But you'll definitely give us more training. Typically, field training officers, uh, they usually give, depending on the department, it's usually like a six-week training. Some of them, it depends on if they're satisfied. It depends. 
And that is actually that is actually a topic that we're going to talk about next week: the field training. Yep, we're going to talk about that next week. So there'll be more on that as well. So stay tuned for that as well. And I hope everybody did have a good board. And I know that uh, this was rather short, but you know, you know, I I do. Uh, and I do understand that, but uh, the best advice that I can give is just is everything that I gave right there because it's it's what I've learned, and not only what I have learned, but what I've figured out. Sometimes it's not what you learn; it's what you can figure out. Have to have quick thinking skills. Now I do have one question. Mm-hmm. For our listening audience, because there are some listening audience who just started into law enforcement and don't know, and don't know, can you explain to my listening audience what it means to be pulled out at gunpoint? Okay, thanks. Uh, to be pulled out at gunpoint means that there's a gun pointed at you, right at the suspect. Oh, well, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you do that. You do that also if the suspect points an knife at you. Wow! 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 Thanks a lot, and I hope everybody uh, found this interesting. And if anybody does have any questions, please, please send send the games, and uh, we'll try to get them answered. Thank you very much. A lot of the information that we have reviewed on a few uh, um, former podcasts, and we and Doug, why don't you weigh in? Because I got to tell you, I encourage people to listen in to our further uh, former podcast before. Absolutely, absolutely. And Doug is fantastic on any of this stuff, but it's better if if you're considering going into law enforcement, you might want to listen in to us. Because it's, it's good information. It's, I, I promise. It's good. And if you listen to our podcasts of that, what we've done in the past, you are actually in, I mean, no, you're not in there right now, but you're basically in the police academy when you listen to these episodes. You will have the knowledge that you're going to need when you go into the police academy if you listen Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. And they'll go over stuff with you. They're not going to believe how much you know. And if you do apply in Wood County to be, if you're going to be an officer in law of Wood County, tell them Doug Press sent you as well. That's right. And the, uh, the sheriff knows me, the chief knows me. Some of the deputies know me as well. Uh, actually, quite a few of them do. Um, and who knows? If you, uh, if you apply on day shift, well, I, I, think, I think I can mention his name. If you get on day shift, you'll either get Greg uh, Payton or Brian Bono. Now, Brian Bono is the best sergeant that you could ask for. And I mean, I rode with him as a deputy, as a deputy sheriff 
I rode along with him after I got out of the academy before he became a sergeant. And now that he's a sergeant, he is the best one that could be your sergeant. Because he, he does, you know, thank you for doing stuff. He remembers to say please. And when he does ask you to do something, or if you get on there and call him and say you'll handle it, he says, okay, thank you, and he does that. He will, and he'll t- he's the type that will tell you, well, you've done good, maybe what you need to do better. All of, all of our sergeants are like that, but, but Brian is the best one, I think, that you would really need, because he, he's, just, he's just real good. He's an awesome guy, and, you know, you're not going to think of him as just a sergeant. You're going to think of him as a friend, too, because he's the one that you can talk to about maybe what's on your mind. Maybe maybe you need to take some time off. He will understand. He will tell you to go ahead and take off. Do what you need to do. He will do that. He's a good guy. Yes, he is. He sounds like a very good guy. He is. He sure is, and I'm sure the other ones are too, but I don't know the other ones as well as I do him. Well, you know what? I don't know if any of these officers are listening to this podcast, but shout out to Brian Bono. And, uh, and uh, you know what? Is there any other officers that you would like to give a shout out to in Wood County, Doug? Before this well, the, 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 other, the other guy that's awesome is Chief Deputy Eric Reynolds. He's a good guy, too. Eric Reynolds is good, too. He's also, he's the one that got me into this, into this uh, law enforcement career. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have gotten into the sheriff's offices and auxiliary. If it was not for him, definitely. And the other one that's good is the captain, Terry James. Terry James is a good guy, too. He's, uh, he's very good. They're all good people. They are. And uh, Eric, Especially Eric, he's he's one of the people that if I got a question on who somebody is and I don't know, I'll Eric. I do. I call him. He's my information guy. If I have a question, I tell him, Eric, I'm looking for a radio. He'll look it up. He'll do it. And if he's got one, he might even uh, see if he got one to spare, which he has done. And I didn't get one because he didn't have one to spare at the time, but he will help you out. And he's a good guy. Eric is, too. Well, you know what? I am so happy that we can definitely recognize all those officers who have done their... I'm sure if they're listening in, I'm sure they would appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sure they would. Because Because there are so many of us out there who we don't recognize. And... There are so many of us that, to the public, we're chopped liver. We don't know, you know, we don't, there's some of us out there, people just, there's a lot of people that don't like law enforcement. Believe it or not. Because of maybe one thing or another in their lives. Uh, Do I understand it? No. Everybody's got their own uh, opinions on it. I don't understand it, but I'll never, uh, I'll never understand it. But that's besides the point. But uh, and like I said, you know, 
if you see an officer, I'm sure they appreciate uh, a wave out the window. Or if you see one, say hi. I'm sure they'll appreciate that. Thing. You might even make a friend. Well, you know what? Before we end this podcast, I would like to take this time to thank all of our officers and law enforcement. All Every single officer that we have alive or passed on who has taken their time to protect and serve our communities. And the fire department, too. There are a lot of fire department people. Yes, they are. Who so, have so done that, and it's a good thing. And it's a good thing to thank them as well because they put their lives on the line every day. Yes, they do. And, and they do, and always a great deal. So thanks to everybody. Yes. Thank you, and Doug. I personally want to thank you as an auxiliary deputy for your taking your taking your time and into doing law enforcement. Absolutely, yeah, and I, I love every minute of it. It's what I've always wanted to do since I was a little kid. And those that uh, want to know about that, they can listen to our very first podcast, very first one back in January. Yep, that was when me and him. That's when I first interviewed Doug. And we've, been doing, right. and we've been doing this podcast ever since. Yeah. And, and if it wasn't for Jane, I wouldn't have been doing this stuff because what did, who did you have before me? Zero. You wanted to get your podcast on, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And I said, I will do it. And I, I do not regret it. Well, you know what, man? I appreciate this, man. I really do. And you know what? I want to thank you for being on today's um, episode as well. I really want to thank you for it. Oh, oh, there's one more thing, probably. Do we got time? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Okay, there's one more thing. Eating habits. As a law enforcement officer, you might want to consider changing your eating habits, too, because if you got to run after somebody, you might not be able to do that. You know what, yeah. ladies and you know, like if you eat a bunch of junk food, uh, it changes them a little bit. I mean, we need, we do need treats, right? I mean, come on, who doesn't need treats? <laughs> you got that right. I'm sure all of the audience does. I'm sure we do. I mean, just limit yourself. You know what? Another tip, ladies and gentlemen, because you do need to be in shape if you're going to be an officer. So, so it's always best if you, even if you do some workouts at home, try to work out as much as you can. Yep, work out as much as you can. Maybe go to the gym. Even if you go to the gym, you don't have to go to the gym. Uh, what if you have a treadmill at home? That would help. That's very true. Buy a treadmill. Maybe get some push-ups, sit-ups. Just don't overdo it. Just don't overdo it. Like, you're not used to doing, if you're not used to working out, like myself, but I wouldn't overdo it. Because if you pull a muscle, that's really going to hurt. Hey, you know what? Here's one more do and don't for you, Doug. Uh, would, you mind if I th- would you mind if I threw this out there? Sure. So, also, now guns are something that police officers have as well, ladies and gentlemen. And so if you're going to be, you never know if you're going to need to use 
You never know if you're going to um, come across a suspect or not. But if you come across a gun, you always you always want to make sure you put your guns on safety. Turn the safety on. Because if you, right. ac- if you accidentally shoot somebody, that's not going to look good.
Hey, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I, I seriously want to thank you for listening to this podcast. This this turned out to be a longer podcast than what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> well, yeah, longer the better. Yeah, yeah, that's very, very true. That's very, very true. Longer the better. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well. Well, I'll see you later. This has been the Doug and Kane Show, in the Doug and Kane in the Morning Show, saying goodbye, so long, and over, and out.